you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I am so excited and grateful and happy that you are here. This is a solo show that I'm doing today, and I'm actually recording an update for both of my podcasts. Uh, so you might be hearing this on either the Talent Development Hot Seat or the Andy Stort Show. Uh, it's the first time I've done this, but I'm going to cover some things that I think would be useful for both of my audiences. I know there's a little bit of an overlap, but uh, typically very different. And um, on the Talent Development Hot Seat, uh, that's my business podcast, and, and I typically uh, do mostly interviews and a few solo shows with topics that I think would be interesting and relevant in the talent development space. I haven't done very many personal updates or very personal development type topics, uh, but I'm going to do that today, and I hope that is going to be helpful for you. Today, I'm going to give an update on uh, what's been going on with me, especially coming off of the conference I was at last week. And I wanna talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and fear of failure and fear of judgment. These are things that hold people back in every walk of life, every area of life and business. It doesn't matter where, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for a company. Uh, I know so many people who deal with this, and so I wanna address it today. We're not gonna go deep into those things, um, but just to give you a few tips. So first, I wanna start with a personal update. Uh, last week, I attended Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. This is a giant conference for people uh, involved in social media in some way or another. I think there were over 4,000 paid attendees plus hundreds of volunteers and speakers, so at least 5,000 people there. And uh, this conference, I think, has been going on for seven or eight years in San Diego. Uh, I have many friends who go regularly, and so... Uh, I had heard about it, and this was the first time that I had the opportunity to attend. I wanted to go last year, and I had a conflict. Um, this was the first time I went, and it was amazing. It was well worth it. It's an expensive ticket uh, to pay out of pocket. I think $1,500 regular price. I think I paid $800 because I got the ticket pretty early. Um, but really well worth it if you're in the social media space or you're just like networking with people in that space. The interesting thing was, um, you know, having gone to some podcast conferences in the past, like Podcast Movement or uh, PodFest, which I went to recently, where it's almost all podcasters, a lot of people who are either in business for themselves or uh, maybe they work for a company, but they have a side gig, you know, kind of doing a podcast. And uh, so they're interested in building their personal brand. Uh, this conference had many people like that, but also tons of companies, uh, marketing companies, digital marketing companies, production companies. And so uh, I would say it's almost like half and half between the, the corporate side and um, the individual side like me. And so I went because I have two podcasts. I post you know daily on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And I interact with a lot of people on there. And I wanted to learn what's going on in social media and figure out how I can leverage these different platforms to get better and to grow my business and connect with more interesting people. And I attended uh, so many great sessions. There were, uh, this was the probably the biggest conference I've ever been to that's not like a giant trade show. 
And uh, there were several concurrent sessions, usually up to 10 sessions going at once. And so you had to kind of choose which sessions you wanted to go to or just hang out in the hallway and talk to people if you didn't want to go to a session. And um, I've already given, uh, I recorded last week an episode with my tips on uh, how to get the most out of a conference. And I announced my conference, the Talent Development Think Tank, and I want to get to that in a few moments. But I also want to cover some of the things, some of the sessions that I went into um, the first one was on building a personal brand by Chris Ducker, who has a business called Youpreneur. And I went to his conference in London last year, and it was fantastic. And it was really great hearing from him again. Um, as I, uh, you know, and go on this journey of building my own personal brand, and I do think of it that way. I think of everything I do as being part of my own personal brand. And um, so it was interesting to hear from him and actually get to spend some time with him. Uh, I went to a great session on setting and achieving goals by Cliff Ravenscraft, who is another man that I've been following and have admired uh, for some time. He's I refer to him as the godfather of podcasting, and he has made a big pivot in his career from being the podcast answer man to uh, being more of a life coach and helping entrepreneurs and other people achieve their goals. And uh, he gave a great session on how to, you know, set big goals and go out and achieve those goals. Um, I attended some sessions on LinkedIn. I went to, I heard a great keynote on the state of social media by Michael Stelzner, who created the conference I went to. Uh, A a session on digital distraction by a man named Brian Solis about how phones are uh, distracting us all the time from what we're trying to do, making us less productive and less creative. Uh, It was really eye-opening. Um, went to a session on growing your business through LinkedIn. Um, a couple of those. I went to a session on referral marketing by Jay Bear, and he has a book called Talk Triggers that is all about finding ways to stand out and um, and be remarkable. And this was interesting. You know, it mostly speaks to entrepreneurs and people running a business, but I actually think um, his stuff can be really applicable to people uh, in a career in a company as well. And I think most of my listeners, especially on the talent development hot seat. Uh, are working for bigger companies. And so you're not necessarily looking for a way to grow a business other than to help grow your own business. Uh, But you may be looking for ways to grow your career, to find new career opportunities to stand out. And uh, my advice to you there, we can go into more of this in a show another time, is that uh, these days, I think just being good at what you do is not enough. Um, you will hopefully get noticed within your company, but it's not enough to necessarily get different opportunities. I think you have to find other ways to stand out, whether that's creating content um, or making a lot of connections for people, or you know maybe it's just dressing nicer than everyone else in the office, which seems a little bit silly, but you know in this day and age, attention is the name of the game, and uh, so sometimes that can help you stand out. There's a lot of other things you can do. Um, practical things, and we can get into that in another episode. Um, I also attended a session on landing speaking gigs by Michael Stelzner, who ran that that conference. And uh, I know a lot of you listening are interested in becoming a speaker one day, uh, whether it's in the talent development world, L&D, or um, on other topics. And so uh, that's always interesting. And for me, I have a dream of becoming, uh, you know, more of a keynote speaker. I do a lot of facilitating. I do some speaking. Um, and I want to get more of those gigs down the line and organize my own conferences. So it was really good to hear from him. And then a closing keynote from a man named Mark Schaefer about the importance of humanizing marketing and um, why companies need to be more human and, and focus more on personal connection 
in this kind of digital age. And so that, you know, the, the inspiration you can take from that, if you are in the talent development space is that while technology is getting better and there's a lot of HR tech and, and talent um, technology out there and things we can rely on to help us kind of scale, especially in hiring or even um, developing our people, don't forget the importance of human connection, of human touch. Uh, if people feel like your communication is impersonal, they're going to tune out. They're not going to appreciate it, um, especially the younger generation, and they may move on and find another company to work for, right? So treat them, I've talked about this before, like customers, like humans. Um, I, so while I was, those are the sessions, while I was there, I also connected with a lot of great friends, with speakers, with influencers. And I learned a ton. I just, I went around and asked people what they're up to, what they're working on. Um, I, I, anybody I talked to had hosted their own conference before. I asked them for advice because as you may know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, I just announced that I am working with my partner, Bennett Phillips, to host our own conference later this year. It's called the Talent Development Think Tank, and it will be in, uh, on November 6th and 7th in Northern California. I would love to have you come. I will uh, talk a little bit more about that later, but the website to go sign up for uh, the tickets are is talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And I'll talk about that more in a minute. I also had the opportunity to attend an in-person mastermind session all day on Saturday in San Diego. This was put on by my friend and mentor, Vincent Puglese, who runs the regular mastermind group that I've been in for the last two years. And he's now been doing a lot more of these in-person sessions where we get 10 people in a room and spend the day together really digging into people's goals, challenges, fears, um, and things they want to do and helping them move past roadblocks. And that was a really powerful day. Um, we had laughs, we had tears, we had people crying because they were acknowledging their backgrounds and their fear and what's really been holding them back. And I, you know, I can tell you one big lesson from that as I go through my own personal journey and coach more people and help more people is that everybody has some type of dream buried down. Some people are very happy to talk about it. Some keep it very close to the vest and don't tell anyone because they're afraid of what others might think. And everyone is held back by fear in some area or another. Um, some of us have done more work than others to acknowledge and get past those fears, but we all still have fear. We all have fear holding us back in some way or another. And sometimes you may call it something else. You may say, oh, I'm not really scared of anything. I'm just really stressed out in my job and I tend to procrastinate a lot. And I got news for you. Those things are fear. And I can talk more about that later. But stress is fear. It's fear that you are not going to be enough, that your boss is not going to appreciate the work you've done and you're going to get fired. That's what stress is. It's it's not like just this some uh, normal thing. And I'm not saying it's, it's not abnormal. I mean, we all... We all experience stress from time to time, um, but it is essentially fear in one way or the other. So we all experience that in different places. And so that was a powerful day. Um, I had many great conversations. And then this episode was also inspired by a, a brief text conversation I had with another friend of mine this morning who basically admitted to me that he has been letting fear hold him back from doing a lot of things that he wants to do, that he's so afraid of judgment that he greatly admires all the things I'm doing. And we talk regularly and he's always talking about how he admires all the stuff I'm doing and he can't imagine doing it and that he needs that um, 
what the opposite of variety? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the, the, he needs to know sort of what's coming down the, down the road. Uh, and so he's not even willing to necessarily try like new coffee, you know, uh, certainty is what I'm talking about. Certainty versus variety. So, you know, I was saying to him that, oh, I like to try different new coffee all the time. And he likes to stick with the same thing because he likes his certainty uh, over variety, which is fine. If you if you're a fan of Tony Robbins, he talks about the six human needs and two of them are certainty versus variety. And everybody's on the spectrum there somewhere in different areas of what they value. Um, but a lot of people let fear hold them back from trying new things. Um, from, you know, taking a new job, changing careers to even trying a new coffee place. Um, as silly as that sounds, it affects a lot of people. So I do want to get into that. Uh, before I do, let me give you my update following uh, the conference, Social Media Marketing World. I posted an update on Facebook and LinkedIn on Monday, and I wanted to give a little bit of color around that. And uh, the first big part of the update was that I had posted a video the week before on LinkedIn announcing uh, my first conference, the Talent Development Think Tank, which as I mentioned will be November 6th and 7th in Sonoma, uh, California, Northern California, wine country. It's going to be uh, the best HR talent development conference you've ever been to. I think it's going to be like nothing else out there. Uh, I go to a lot of conferences. I have seen what is available. I've seen what's lacking. I think there's a lot missing. I think there, most of the conferences out there are missing fun. I think they're missing engagement. I think they're missing um, opportunities to take advantage of the wisdom in the room. And so I'm going to create a new conference with my friend Bennett that is going to be fun, is going to be engaging, it's going to be interactive, it's going to take advantage of the wisdom in the room. Um, we are going to have some really great speakers. Uh, we've got some fantastic speakers lined up. I We haven't signed with them yet, so I'm not going to mention their names yet. I will do that in the near future. Um, but some really great speakers. We've got some interactive sessions planned. Uh, we're going to do real work there. We are going to work on your problems, your challenges. We are going to work on the future of talent development. And we're going to come out of there with, I think, actionable things that we can do to help us achieve our goals. And we're also going to come out with meaningful connections, people that you can, you know, that you're going to call on when you're looking for that next job or you're looking to hire somebody or you just want some help with a project you're working on or with your career. That's what we're going to come out with. And so I'm really excited about that conference. I would love if you're interested for you to go sign up for the wait list for tickets at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. We are planning on making tickets available uh, next Friday, April 5th. And uh, they will start out at an early bird rate, and uh, I expect and hope they will go fast. Um, and we're only offering that rate to the first 50 tickets, and then the price is going to go up significantly. So you'll want to jump on that opportunity, and anybody who goes to that website and signs up, they're going to be the first to know about tickets going on sale. So again, that's talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Uh, you can sign up for the list to know when the tickets are going on sale. And the other incentive, by the way, is we're going to make this conference all about the attendees. And therefore, we're actually going to ask people when they buy tickets what they want to get out of the conference. And uh, we will be updating the agenda based on that feedback. So if you're one of the first 50 people to buy tickets, uh, you'll have an opportunity to craft the agenda, which I think is so unique. I've never been to a conference that does that before. 
And I'm so excited about it. I don't know why anybody else doesn't do that. It's not like we have to lock in the agenda eight months ahead of time. Um, we can definitely change it based on how people get involved. So why I already explained a little bit about why I'm doing this. One of the things is I realized that my love for networking and connecting people combined with my platform and following that I've been building via the podcast and social media, it's really been leading me down this path of organizing not just this conference, but many conferences, events, and retreats in the future. And I really think this may be my future. And I give full credit to my friend and mentor, Vincent Pugliese, who ran that mastermind group or runs the mastermind group I'm in, um, for really pulling this out of me and showing me the light on this. That, yes, right now, my main business is that, um, you know, I connect companies with really great talent development solutions, experiential learning solutions. And I'm, I'll probably continue doing that along with running this podcast. Uh, but I also see uh, starting with this conference for talent development, starting a talent development community and then running other conferences in and events in the future. So, you know, you want to stay tuned. You want to connect with me to find out about those things as they come out. And I'm going to focus a lot of energy on connecting and planning to make this the best HR talent development conference anyone's ever attended, as I mentioned. Second, I am committed to sharing not just the highlights and the announcements, um, but also more of the journey as well. And I'll be sharing a lot of things on LinkedIn and this podcast but I'm also, and, and the LinkedIn, by the way, has been growing. I just passed 7,000 followers, and I, seeing that, I see that continue to grow as I connect with more people and provide more value. Um, but I'm also going to be sharing more of my journey and behind-the-scenes things on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you want to follow me, uh, feel free to look me up. Uh, my name is at Andy underscore Storch. Easy to find me, Andy Storch. Um, by the way, I wanted to just get Andy Storch. No one is using it, but I can't seem to register it for some reason. It says it's not available. So any, any Instagram experts, let me know what's going on. Um, and finally, I know I still have a ton to learn, which is why I plan on uh, possibly starting a new podcast about conferences just to interview people who have run conferences uh, so that I can ask them questions and help me get better, uh, run the best possible conference, and I'll continue to invest in coaches, masterminds, books, conferences, and anything that will help me get better. You know, if you follow me that I do a lot of that. I'm huge on learning and growth. And so I'm always investing in, I'm in multiple masterminds. I've got coaches. Um, I read books daily. I am uh, going to conferences all the time, always trying to find ways to learn from other people. And, um, so that's it on the personal update side. If you want to be the first to find out about any of the things that I'm doing, the conference, uh, I recommend connecting with me on LinkedIn, following me on Instagram, and going to sign up for my email list, uh, which is at talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Uh, so that's talentdevelopmenthotseat.com for the, um, the podcast website and the email list. And the event is the Talent Development Think Tank, and you can sign up for that at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Okay. On to imposter syndrome and fear. So I am not an expert on these topics, but I do end up talking to people about them a lot. They come up and they're so common. And one of the uh, common things about them is that so many people think that they are alone, that they are the only people who are suffering from imposter syndrome or letting fear hold them back from different things that everyone else around them has it figured out. And I'm here to tell you as someone who networks and talks to a lot of people, who talk, has a lot of friends, has a lot of deep conversations, that that is simply not true, that so many people uh, deal with these things. 
And um, as I get into imposter syndrome briefly, I want to mention that uh, my friend Claire uh, Yoza in the UK has a new book coming out about ditching imposter syndrome. She's an expert. I'm definitely am not. Uh, and I'll probably have her maybe have her on the podcast once her book comes out uh, to talk more about what that looks like. But I have experience with imposter syndrome and I know many people that it impacts. And if you've risen to any level of success, chances are you've experienced it too. Uh, when I had my friend Massimo Bacchus on the podcast, on the Talent Development Hot Seat, which is now the most listened to episode, uh, he talked a little bit about his own imposter syndrome that, you know, he was surprised that he had risen to this level and gotten to this position where he is and somehow has to ask himself, you know, how did I get here and where am I going from here? Am I adding enough value in this position and to others? And uh, I ask myself that all the time. I know other people that do as well. Uh, I have a good friend who is a very successful consultant making six figures, working less than 40 hours a week with a family he loves. And he texts me and tells me that he gets anxious sometimes because he doesn't believe that he deserves to be in the position he's in because he never thought he would get there. And, um, you know, <clears throat> both of us, I think, have talked about how our clients start to see us as an authority uh, or someone that you know knows a lot of things about talent development, whatever it is. And I'm certainly getting more and more of that with this podcast and people reaching out and asking me questions and, and looking up to me. And uh, I have to deal with this as well. Like, am I am I really this person that people should or could be looking up to um, and make sure that I don't feel like an imposter. And so it's that feeling that maybe you don't deserve the success, that maybe you're not in the right position, especially if you've gotten in over, you think you've gotten in over your head uh, with a title and a corporate position, or maybe running a business and building a personal brand like I have and having people reaching out to you and thanking you and looking up to you. And, and I'm, you know, genuinely surprised and flattered every time and wondering, like, are they sure that they, uh, you know, are really getting this much value from me? And so I'm hyper focused on always providing as much value. I want to build this up and give as much as I can and have that persona. But I have to check myself on this idea of imposter syndrome. So you might, you know, and this happens, I think, a lot in leadership positions. You might look around and if you're a really good leader, you have developed your people so that they do a better job than you. Let, let's be honest. And a lot of managers I find are, f are so scared of that because if they see that people under them are um, smarter, more talented or doing the job better, then it means their job is probably at risk. And if you work for a good company or in a good culture, that's just simply not true. I mean, you want to develop your people that way. I, I've spoken with a lot of smart entrepreneurs who say, hire people who are better than you at things. But you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself to be able to do that because you can look at those people and say, oh my gosh, am I qualified to lead these people? They know more about this job or this skill or this thing than I do. And the truth is that if you're in that position, you probably are qualified to do it and that people are not usually looking to you to be the smartest person in the room if you're the manager or you're the leader of a group. They're not looking for you to be the smartest person in the room. They're not looking for you to have all the answers. What they're looking for is for you to guide the conversation, to facilitate um, the meetings, to translate the strategy, um, to motivate them, to you know help understand, to have conversations with them about their own careers, where they're going, where the business is going, um, how they fit into that. And, um, you know, to be there for them, to support them in their own work, 
because they can probably figure things out from a technical standpoint, um, but they need that support from a managerial, especially a leadership standpoint, a mentorship standpoint, and you can still be that person, right? You can be that person that is seen as a strategic partner in the business or a great manager without being the smartest person in the room. So don't let that hold you back if you notice that you know other people around you it feels like they're smarter. You feel like you don't deserve to be there. Chances are you do deserve to be there. If you were invited in, if you were promoted to that position, if you were uh, handed that role, it you know they may have at the time when they gave it to you said, well, this is going to be a challenge, but I think he or she can do it. It's You're in the right place. And you know what? If you give it a shot and it doesn't work out, if you fail, that's okay. At least you tried and you've got that experience. The reason why I ask all of my guests on my podcast, especially the Talent Development Podcast, about their biggest failure is because we learn so much from those, right? We learn when when we do something wrong and someone gives us feedback or we try something and it doesn't work out, and then we, we're forced to go back and say, okay, why didn't that work? What happened here? What can I learn from this? And I'm not going to do that again, right? And I do that all the time. And I think people look up to me because I'm doing so many things. And the reason I'm able to take so much action is because I have gotten over my fear of failure, that I don't worry about it as much. I don't worry about um, getting in over my head or being in the wrong room. I'm always trying to find rooms of really smart, high-performing people. That's why I'm going to conferences all the time, joining mastermind groups um, and surrounding myself with people who are really doing great things. And if I don't initially think that I fit in, then I just pretend that I do, you know? I either pretend that I do fit in or I take that curious approach, which is what I usually do and say, okay, these people are all doing things better than me. So I'm gonna be here asking questions, take that very humble approach. Hey, you guys are all, your gals, ladies, women, men are all performing at a higher level than I am. Can I ask you some questions? Can I learn from you? And people love to mentor, they love to help others when that other person is generous and genuine and curious and kind. And so I find that people don't mind uh, helping out. And so I don't get scared anymore to get in over my head. Now I used to, all right? I know a lot of people look at me as this person that's just, you know, charging ahead and taking all this action and getting into these, you know, into these roles. But I used to be so scared of even trying things of failure. I was in a group uh, yesterday in my mastermind group, we were talking about failure, or sorry, not failure, fear, and I'll get into fear, and all of the the fears that we have, and the truth is that everybody has fear, and I used to have so much fear of failure and of rejection. Um, I grew up playing a lot of baseball, and then when I got to high school, I didn't even try out for the baseball team because I was so afraid that I wouldn't make it, and I, you know, I probably wouldn't have because it was a very good baseball team, but why not at least try? Silly, right? I mean, what's the worst that can happen is they tell you, no, you're, sorry, you're not good enough. And at least I could say I tried, um, but I didn't. And um, so that's something where an example of where I used to quit or um, not try to do things because I was afraid of failure. And now I don't. Um, I try everything I can and I don't worry about the failure because failure is really, it. you know, there's almost no such thing as failure unless you give up or don't try to do the things that you want to do. Uh, what you're really getting is feedback, right? There's So I've heard there's no failure, only feedback, um, that your things don't go as you planned and you learn lessons from that. So maybe you apply for a new job and you don't get it, right? Can you get feedback on that? Can you find out why? Well, maybe it wasn't a good fit or maybe you didn't show up well in the interview and 
you know, it's it it's it it feels bad to hear that that hey, you didn't perform well in this interview. But if you can find out why, well, you didn't dress the right way, or your attitude didn't seem right, or you didn't seem to know enough about the role, or you didn't ask great questions, um, you didn't seem curious enough, or you didn't fit in the culture, you can learn from that experience if you can get that feedback. And then take that with you to the next job and say, you know what? I didn't realize that when I showed up at job interviews, I had a frown on my face and I need to start smiling more. I, you know, I don't know what it might be. Uh, it also provides an opportunity for more conversation and for growth. And again, it is hard to get that feedback. I have a, I still have a hard time with it because I fear rejection. That's my biggest, one of my biggest fears. Um, but I find every time that I am able to give and receive feedback, I grow and the people around me grow. And uh, so I still seek that out more and more. Um, so I learned, you know, so many people deal with fear. Uh, the conversation I had yesterday with some friends, again, in my uh, mastermind group, talking about uh, fear. These are examples of some of the fears I heard. Fear of disappointing others. Fear of not being worth the respect and admiration I have. Fear of not being able to provide for my family. Fear of settling for success at the expense of significance, fear of failure, fear of being laughed at, fear of judgment, which is the most common one, fear of loss of control, fear that I'm not enough, fear of rejection, fear of being forgotten, fear of judgment again, um, fear of not fulfilling my true potential, fear of failure, uh, fear of being seen as stupid and not being good enough. Uh, and then I told you about my fears of rejection, of, of judgment, um, fear of failure. These are things that I've mostly gotten past. And so I don't have a problem making this podcast, putting, talking about my own fears and failures and putting that out into the world because I'm really only living life for me and for my family, my wife and kids. And I don't care as much anymore about the judgments from others. You might take this and be inspired by it. You might listen to this and be like, well, that guy's an idiot. I don't want to listen to him. That is your choice. It doesn't matter to me as much anymore. Um, now, if you're in a corporate job, like many of my listeners in talent development uh, community, you can't go around saying, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks, right? There are office politics. You have a boss to approve. You've, you've boss a boss, boss's boss um, that you want to impress. Uh, you want to move into a different role. You want to perform well in certain projects. And that depends on how you show up. But I can tell you that if you think about the times when you're really stressed, that the way you react to things, um, the, the times you didn't take the chance or you didn't give or get that feedback, a lot of times it comes down to that fear that you had, the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment. You didn't take that speaking opportunity, right? You didn't stand up in front of the meeting. You didn't ask the question that you wanted to ask or make that comment that you wanted to raise. Um, you know, maybe it's even uh, like a, a, you know, diversity and inclusion type issue. If you're a woman and you're in a, a group of men and you didn't speak up because you're afraid of how you may be seen, all of these things go back to fear. And some of them might be justified, right? There might be a history where people who spoke up got punished for it. But most of the time, there's not. Most of the time, we have these unjustified fears that if we do or say something, we're going to be... Uh, somehow punished by the group. We're going to be judged. And I'm, I want you to know that, first of all, you're not alone. That's natural. Second of all, I think, I haven't done a ton of research on this, but I think it all goes back to our uh, sort of our, you know, his, our caveman or cavewoman brain, right? Where uh, we, fear was very important, 
right? Because if we came across a dinosaur or a snake or a tiger uh, and we had to be afraid and we had to run and because people lived in tribes for most of human history, uh, we need and we needed that tribe for safety, right? We needed people around us to protect us. If you were a human and you ended up on your own in the jungle, you're probably not going to make it, right? You need people around you. And so that's why today we still have so much fear of judgment because we're afraid we're going to be kicked out of the group, right? We're afraid we're going to be an outcast and then we're going to be off on our own. And those fears are not really legitimate. They're not really justified anymore. Um, you know, we're in 2019 with modern technology and everything. If you were somehow outcast by society and you had to live on your own, uh, chances are you'd be fine, right? You'd be able to make money, get food. Um, you'd have technology. You could watch a lot of Netflix. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen, right? Hopefully if you let your true personality shine and you're genuinely kind to people and you have a their interest in mind, then you're going to have plenty of friends. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find your people that want to be around you. You're going to find the culture that you want to work in. Now, I know that many of you work in jobs and companies where the culture is not wonderful, where you don't feel like you can be your true self. And that's okay, right? Sometimes you got to put on an alter ego. You got to act a little bit differently to get by at work. Um, but I would encourage you to think about who you are and whether you're being your true self and whether it's, if you're not, if it's because of fear or because it's high, or because it's actually practical. And I'll leave you with one other thing about fear. So fear is at the root of it. It is the perceived lack of control, right? So fear is, um, you know, feeling like you don't have control over a situation. You don't know what's going to happen. And so you need more experience in that place. What I've learned from one of my mentors, Larry Yach, a Navy, former Navy SEAL officer who I had on this podcast a while back, uh, is that fear is that perceived lack of control. And I talk a lot about starving our fears because if we just let fear fester and grow, it gets worse and it gets harder to do things. Um, but if we just take a chance and try something, then oftentimes we realize that fear was unjustified and we decide we want to do it again. A perfect example is uh, a couple times I recently with my kids, I took my daughter on a roller coaster and another time down a water slide. And both times she was really, really, really scared. Uh, we talked through it about what's the worst that can happen, that it's okay to be scared. And that if she just tries it once, she might see that she likes it. And both times she loved it and wanted to do it again with the water slide. She went again and again and again, probably 50 times. But that first time, she was so scared. Why? Perceived lack of control. She didn't know what was going to happen. And she thought it was going to be dangerous. And even though daddy told her that it's going to be fine, that I'm going to do it with you, it's really scary. Now, after she did it, she gained what? Experience. She gained experience, which builds confidence. So every time you do something, it gains your experience and it builds your confidence that you know the outcome. You know what's gonna happen. If you go down that water slide, it's gonna be exhilarating and fun, and you're gonna have a great time. I'm smiling just thinking about that water slide. I also went down it probably 10 times. She probably did it 50. And uh, you realize it's gonna be, it's fun, and you have control, you know what's going to happen, you know you're not gonna get hurt, and now you have confidence, which builds your ability. Um, something related to that that I heard uh, over the, la the past weekend, I was in a mastermind group, and my friend Chris Niemeyer, uh, and I know he got this from somebody else, talked about the four C's of fear, commit, courage, capabilities, and confidence. He said that, you know, to get past the fear, you need to make a commitment that you're going to take that action. And that commitment might give you some added courage. 
And what is courage? Courage is recognizing fear and taking action anyway. So you committed to taking that action. It gave you the courage to go take it. And then by taking the action, it builds your capabilities, right? Because you're practicing something. And those capabilities will build your confidence. Because as you do it more, you build the capabilities. You know you can do it. Maybe you can do it well, better, whatever it is. And it builds your confidence that you can go out and do it again. A perfect example is me recording this podcast. The first time I recorded that podcast two years ago, I was nervous. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if people were going to judge me. I didn't know if I was going to be in good, any good at it. But I had committed that I am going to put out a startup podcast and start doing these interviews and eventually start doing some solo episodes like this. That commitment built my courage. That like, you know what? I'm, a, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then as I practiced, it built my capabilities. So as I recorded this in March 2019, I have done over 200 interviews and probably about 50 solo episodes like this. And that has built my capabilities. I've practiced, I've gotten better. And now I have so much confidence that I can record this and I can put it out there with almost zero fear of what people will think because I know that I poured my heart and soul into this and maybe I went a little bit long-winded, a little bit off topic from what you <laughs> planned on hearing about, um, but I know that I built something um, that, I have, that I can put this out there and I really have nothing to worry about. Nobody can hurt me, right? Okay, so that is imposter syndrome and fear. I had more that I wanted to say about imposter syndrome, but I think I've gone long enough here. And again, uh, my my friend uh, Claire Yosa in the UK is coming out with a book soon about that. So I'll have her on. We'll, we'll dig deeper into imposter syndrome in the near future. Um, finally, I wanted to give a quick update on the podcast. My personal podcast uh, well, first I'll say the talent development hot seat, which is where I'm spending most of my time these days, has just passed 40,000 downloads, which is pretty exciting. Siri, I just launched it not even a year ago. It's been growing and growing month over month, uh, and we have passed 40,000 downloads. Really awesome. My personal podcast, The Andy Stort Show, which was formerly the Entrepreneur Hot Seat, uh, has passed 60,000 downloads. It's almost to 70,000, which means combined there have been more than 100,000 downloads and listens of my podcast in the last two years. And that is just amazing to me. Absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I'm so grateful to everyone who has listened, who has shared it, who has rated it and left reviews, who has given me feedback and given me ideas. I, I mean, I really am so lucky that I get to do this and I get to share information and ideas with people, and it allows me to connect with so many people and build a big network, and that that is moving so quickly that I'm now uh, taking a chance and launching this conference later this year with my partner, Bennett Phillips, and I think I mentioned that earlier. See, that's a situation right there where a conference, I've never done this before. Honestly, I am, I'm definitely scared. I'm nervous because I've never done this, um, but I have so many great connections. I've gotten so much great advice. I have, we've gotten so much great feedback from our, our listeners, from our clients, from our contacts, and people saying they want to come that I'm already pretty optimistic we're going to be able to pull it off. Um, but I'm a little nervous because we haven't sold tickets yet. But I know that once we try it, whether it works out or it doesn't, uh, it will give me information. It will build my experience. It will build my capabilities. And eventually, I'll have the confidence to be throwing conferences and events all the time. I hope that's true. And I hope that you will join me, especially if you are a talent development practitioner, a head of talent, head of people, head of learning, uh, director, manager. I would love to have you come join us November 6th and 7th in Sonoma, wine country, Northern California. Uh, it is called the Talent Development Think Tank, and you can sign up 
for waitlist to be the first to find out about tickets. Tickets will be going on sale on April 5th, I believe. And you can sign up for those at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. If you're listening to this after April 5th, tickets are on sale. We have a limited number of tickets. We especially, we're limiting the first 50. We'll get the early bird discount and then prices will be going up. So go check that out and see if that's still available. Talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is a little longer than I planned. But I'm always excited to share this awesome information with people if I can find a way to help people. If this has been helpful to you, please go and leave a rating and review uh, for the podcast. Share it with others and send me your feedback. Connect on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week. 